And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beanstalk. Hello! We never left. We're back again. Because we've always been here. Yes, it's true. We don't leave. No. There's a great energy in the gym always because where we're at. Right here. It's true. Right here. We eat. We sleep. We do other things. We're right right here. Constantly. Never move. Never move. The video evidence will back it up. This is true. How do we change our clothes? Magic. to say? It just happens. I'm a magician. Yep. That's actually a great goal to have. Let me ask you this. Yes. Okay. Okay. Obviously, uh, there are illusionists Correct. out there, yep. right? But let's just say that being an actual wizard yes. was a tangible occupation, Yep. okay, along with all the other vocations that are available to a person in this great day and age of ours. Okay, yep. Would you pursue that? Or would you say, nah, I'm going to do, do other things? Like actual wizardry? 100% well, actual wizardry. You know how many wizards we'd have? We'd have so many. But yes, obviously, I'm going to be like a wizard. Mm-hmm. You know how many magical things I can do? You know, like, how could you not pursue it? Like, right? If it was available, how could you not say, yeah, I'm going for that? Right. Because then I'm going to do this, and the light will turn on. And then I never have to touch a light switch again. What would be... Okay, Hamburger, so light switches, boom, are, right there. light switches are on the... Are on the uh, list. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you would most want to do as a wizard? Teleport. Yep. Teleporting is number one. I want to fly. See, there's no need to fly if I can teleport. That's fair. But the view up there, like, pretty cool. See, it's all fun and games until you get hit by an airplane. Or a bird. That wouldn't be fun either, right? Fly, you're just flying up there and a bird flies into you. I would get in the fight with that bird immediately. <laughs> That bird, let me tell you, if a bird hit me while I was flying. Fisticuffs. Uh, We're throwing down. Hit that, the bird and the bird's family. Yep. Broken wings. It's just They time. will never, ever fly again. <laughs> if I have anything to say with it, I'm ending their bloodline specifically. It's getting pretty hostile pretty quick. Yeah. It's that's, escalating very well, quickly. Well, that's because I'm vengeful. I'm okay. vengeful. You'd be a vengeful bird. wizard. No, not, no, okay. <laughs> not, not necessarily. <laughs> but. I would Vengeful wizard against birds in particular. Just that specific Just bird. against birds. Did I? Oh, I didn't even tell you this. I almost got in a fight with a Canadian goose at work the other day. He was staring me down. Okay? No, I'm serious. I was at the new site. I was at the new site. I'm cleaning up. Like, I'm doing my my. Right. When my you're a river, through. so geese are yep. going to be yep. nearby. Yeah. That bastard. He's looking at me. And we stared at each other for like five minutes, okay? I'm not even lying. I'm not even There's lying. There's direct eye contact. And he squawked Locked at in. me. Sure. Walked at me, and I'm like, clearly a challenge. I'm like, like that's you, not just a greeting; that's a challenge. I was like, I will break your webbed feet. <laughs> Although you went to feet, I would have gone to the neck. Like that <laughs> seems like the most vulnerable part of a goose, right? Because it's so huge; like it's right there. Can we talk? Can we talk about how cocky these bastards are? Canadian like, geese, uh, yeah, they've. They're they the exact opposite of Canada. Canada's full of nice people. These things are... Maybe it's because they have dual citizenship oh, where they sense. are accepted everywhere. And now it's, it's gone to their heads. very tiny heads. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And their very large necks. And they're like, everybody uh, just gets out of our way. I gives us room. I think the Canadians spoil them is what happens. Okay. And they like, come oh back gosh, to the US. Oh my gosh, it's a goose. It's a Canadian goose. And then they're all fed on bread. So it's kind of like the United States or the mom and dad right of the geese they're the parents trying to raise the kid right and then the kid goes and spends in this case the winter with grandpa and grandma gets spoiled sick comes back and just has all these ideas as to how they should be treated by those around them like royalty essentially they've been spoiled yeah they are canada is the grandparent in this situation i think that's exactly it i'm very comfortable with that analogy i swear he's gonna square me up and then Mm -hmm. If you would have gotten like a viral video of one of your workers beating the shit out of a Canadian goose, you would have known why. I at least would have been entertained by the video. Well, you should. But I would have. I would have found some real value in that. I would have killed that goose. I want to be very straight up. That goose would be dead. There would be dead goose. I don't want anybody thinking like, "Oh, that goose would take you." No, that goose would not take me. I sure. would take it. Sure. And then I would cook it, and then I lay it out mm-hmm. by the river mm-hmm. and be like. My territory. Yeah. This is what I'll do to you. I love it. I think I'd want to be able to make fire if I was a wizard. Like, oh, yeah. I, we're talking I, about wizard. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. I was like, how did we get to the geese? We're flying. We're teleporting. What's better? Don't disagree. Teleportation. Yes. If you can do that, do it. Um, I think it'd be really sweet to just be able to essentially produce fire. Fire. On command. That'd Light, be pretty great. Lightning would be cool. Yeah. But I'm also like, I enjoy you know, making food. And so if there's yep, a way to expedite food prep, absolutely. right, where you can just, uh, you know. Hamburger. Ex- 
well, not even quite that quick, right? Like the little more, a little more slow, somewhere in between, where it's not instant hamburger, but oh, I'm you instant. Can, I'd be like, do you ever see what's the movie? Uh, old Disney cartoon, Sword in the Stone. Merlin. Uh, it's been a very, very long time, dude. Great scene in that movie where Merlin, a well-known wizard, all right, the is wizard helping wizards, the yes. wizard. The wizard is helping Got a young like someday will be King Arthur, just a lad at this point, yep. just a whelp. Uh, he Arthur has been tasked with cleaning up a like cavern full of dirty pots and pans, and Merlin rolls in and essentially there's got to be a better word for it, but I'm gonna just say bewitches all of the pots and pans and cleaning paraphernalia mm-hmm. to just get after it. And it's, I tell you what, it was the very first, you know, assembly line. You're like, this is, this is impressive. This is smart. Right. This is a good use of wizard's gifts right here. It's true. Yeah. And then I would like, I'd also get like random wild animal pets. Sure. You know, cause. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Cause then. A wild animal companion. Yes. Rats. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mine would be an eagle. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, that's good. That's I know. Good. I know. I feel really good. I about think that. I'd bring something back. So like, and a golden eagle, not a bald eagle. Nothing against the good old U.S. of A., but a gold eagle. That's fair. Yeah, I think I'm going with a pterodactyl. Wow, dinosaur. Yeah, you gotta bring him back. And then I'm gonna have the only one because then not only is it that it's a rarity, so my pterodactyl becomes worth like three billion dollars. So I'm rich off of one pterodactyl. Sure. And then I fly it everywhere. It sounds. This is solid. It's hard to argue with having a, a pterodactyl, assuming it is your genuine ally and it would never turn against you. Exactly. That's and pretty great. Not one with feathers. I don't want it to get confused for a bird. No. No. That's so dumb. Dinosaurs no. had feathers. No, they didn't. They had scales. They're reptiles. I don't care about your science in yeah. this situation. I want it's a magic. pterodactyl. No, you're a wizard. You don't really yeah. give a rip about I get, the science That's right. At this I point. get to customize my pterodactyl. Yep. That's right. Yep. I'm making him like red and black. I think the last thing that I'd want as a wizard is a dwelling that no one else could find unless smart, I specifically allowed them to smart, have access a wizard cave. to that. Yes. A secret wizard cave. Yes. A lair. A wizard's lair. Yep. yep. It's the bat cave, but magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty spectacular. I agree. That's yeah. good. That's that'd be, good. That'd be absolutely incredible. I would love it. But somewhere picturesque, right? So the reason I don't want anybody else to be able to find it is because it's probably a pretty popular area because it looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to be in that area without getting crowded in by others. I think I'd make mine mobile. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And then I can take it wherever. Yeah. So, hey, speaking of magic, magic. that was a great tangent. Big fan of that. Uh, we went and saw Morbius earlier this week so we're going to touch on Didn't that you say we're talking magic yeah i don't that know how to segue magic. out of that, that at all was, i don't know how to segue out of that magic. at all I, was, do you got a segue i don't got one it was that's fair, one? That's that fair. there's no segue. that was brutal english i do not have a segue no, which to transition out of that tangent so we're just diving in uh we'll just say we had a bat time and it was just as bad as that joke yep I promise. that's fair there you go you've done it uh <laughs> moon knight has been revealed. We're two episodes in. Thank Great. God. That's going to be yes. a fun topic. Um, and then we're going to keep chipping away at uh, my personal list of top movies. So we've got some great things on the docket and some not so great things, but we're going to have a great time talking about both great, not great, and everything in between, Miles. I, I think we're going to get a JP rant today. Yeah. Which is rare. Yeah. It's I usually me I, getting upset. I could, yeah, I can stir myself up a little bit here and get a little bit rantified. <laughs> Poke and prod. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. It won't take much. It won't take much no. if you, if you no. genuinely no, don't no. like it. No, no, <laughs> So let's just, let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's talk Morbius starring yes. Jared Leto paired up with his guy, Matt Smith, a couple other folks. That's, He's uh, a Doctor Who, wasn't he? Was he a Good Doctor pull. Who? You're right. I yep. don't know Doctor Who. I Neither do guessed. I, and yet we both know that. Interesting. I, okay. Well, I figure if it's a white British dude, nine, 95% chance he was Doctor Who at you one point You know what? Time. I feel like that is a pretty fair uh, guess on your part. Good. You've at least got a percentage, like a higher percentage than, uh, than any other guests. So I think that's very solid. So, yeah, Matt Smith as Milo. Uh, I got to give a little shout out to Jared Harris because I most recently saw Mr. Harris in the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, which was outstanding. And he was a huge part of that show. He was exquisite. 
He was very good. Tyrese Gibson was in this, which we both found a little odd. Michael Keaton made an appearance. <laughs> Al Madrigal gave us some laughs. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this gal's name. Audria? Adria? Arjona? Yeah. I A- heard Adria Ryan Arjona. Reynolds is one of the main reasons she got the part. Okay. Fun fact. Okay. Gotcha. Was she in something with our guy, know. Ryan? Fascinating. It's okay. a good question. But I do not know. Fair enough. Well, but, uh, yeah. She was in it as the... Uh, oh, yep. Right there. Six Underground. Okay. That would Another be Ryan it. Reynolds flick. There you go. So, uh, not a large cast. Not a lot of folks that uh, that got screen time of any real substance. A lot of Jared Leto. A lot of Matt Smith. I think I know which way I'm going to go. So, before I uh, rant and you know just go straight to negative town... I would like you to set a more positive tone for us, right? Because we've already provided our instant reaction video, um, which if you don't tune into those, tune in. You might save yourself a little money um, and not go see Morbius as a result. Or maybe you missed the video and it's too late. Anywho. (laughs) That's that's probably more likely. Yeah. We watched it. We saw it. Where'd you come out with this, Riles? Okay. Where are you at? So I said this in the review. Yes. It was not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Okay? It's getting a lot, a lot of hate. Respectable reason why it's getting a lot of hate. But I didn't think it was... I, to be honest, though, it's not. It's never a good thing to go into a movie and be like, okay, so when's this getting worse? Uh-huh. When's this getting worse? Because that was me the entire movie. I was like, okay, when's it getting worse? But... It also never got better, okay? Yep. So I was in that weird, yep. like, middle ground. I think that's really accurate. Um, I think, like, my main beef was just, like, oh, it was very confusing. It was very confusing, and it didn't, like, it was, it, yeah, it was very confusing. It was kind of all over the place. Never really developed an identity. No, 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 not really, and that's part of the struggle, I think, and it's just, I don't think Jared Leto was a bad Michael Morbius. Not at all. I think no, I think he was quite, solid. In quite the role. contrary, I think he's a outstanding choice for that role. I don't know a lot about Morbius the comic character, but as far as how he's presented, he physically looks the part. Right, he just has that slightly creepy vibe. Quite yep. frankly, that uh, it's not hard to imagine this dude is a uh, vampire. No, nope, not so, at all. So no, I think he was a you know he looked the part, and it wasn't. Again, I'm not a professional thespian, so I can't pretend to to pick apart acting work but he was fine do me a favor yes can you see if the character matt smith played is an actual marvel character okay i'm curious if they made him up or if uh or what okay uh because you keep going while i look like it's their dynamic together makes makes sense in the sense where it's like uh yeah see if that name actually comes up to lucian sure but anyways so like i respect that direction because then it's like brothers at war kind of thing like everybody's seen that before but yep i just i wish they i again it's morbius so it's like what villain do you expect like, you don't expect him to go up against Scorpion and make it make sense, you know? Like, sure. I think that's part of it. I sure. Like, yep, look at that. It is a character. Cool. Maybe. 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 I'm still not convinced. You keep going. I'm going to keep digging. But anyways, um, so, um, and then the female love interest wasn't terrible. Like, good for her. I actually didn't mind the one guy that was like their like doctor guy. I didn't mind him. Yep. I thought he yep. was all Our right. Yeah, Jared Harris. Again, appropriately cast. I thought I wish he would have had maybe a slightly bigger role cuz yep. I think when he dies, spoiler, but I think when he dies, mm-hmm. like it's it would have been more impactful. Sure. But, sure. Yeah, it looks like uh coming back to your question about matt smith's character lucian or milo not a direct comic character so more they of an amalgamation of a couple uh, people yeah a couple so i was just curious yes no good question good question not something that we had necessarily directly 
uh, explored yet. Because that's what I always like to do with these movies is like kind of Google like mm-hmm, sure the find out there's some comic characters like, that are popping up like there. Like with we Moon Knight, which we'll get into later, but that's like another prime example. But <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I think I think you describe it best. Like why is it here? Why is this movie here? Yeah, I I, I like what you said about hey. The way it starts is how it finishes. It doesn't get worse, but it doesn't get better. There are enough parts here to see where there could have been some value. Like, this could have been a good movie. This is not, for as much as I will hang out on my hill of this just flat out shouldn't exist, they could have proven me wrong. They They could have. They definitely could have. They had the casting right. What this is missing is story. Like, this movie doesn't have a story that's worth a turd in a punch bowl like it's just tough that's icky all that happens it is icky never experienced it personally don't ever care to i hope i never do but it's just scenes that are awkwardly follow each other they're just awkwardly put together there's not any real flow stuff just happens like for example all right the foundational relationship of the movie michael morbius and his boy Milo, right? They meet as children in this very unique children's hospital that specializes in rare diseases. And then the next time we see them, Michael Morbius is now Dr. Michael Morbius, who's about to be given a Nobel Prize, but apparently he rejects it, but we don't actually get to see why, how or why. So weird. It's a swing and a huge miss because we didn't get anything about his He's character. He's just like, yeah, there. I didn't want it. Right. And that was it. That's all they went Super into weird. It. Yeah, I agree. Super weird. Not developed at all. But then we find out, hey, Milo, they're still best buds. That's not a huge surprise. But apparently, Milo is, you know, a descendant of Scrooge McDuck because he's loaded. Oh, that is never explained. No. And he's got Russian mafia guys or something. <laughs> that is never right. explained. Right. He's got Russian bodyguards. Oh my gosh, this movie gets worse every time he brings things up. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Might, it might get worse. And it's, I don't understand how it's not explained at all. How there's zero explanation given. There's just scene after scene that develop like that. Like when they end up, and then shortly thereafter, okay, they end up, they being Morbius and Martine, end up on the boat that they said they need because they have to be in international waters. Why do they have to be in international waters? They never explain that. Uh, They kind of... Because they said what they're going to do is not. Yeah, they didn't explain why it's. <laughs> excuse me, why it's, it's bad illegal. Stuff. <coughs> I'll give you that. Okay, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't ride on that one. But they just show up on the boat. Yep. Why do they have like guards with guns? That is confusing. I am, why? I was a little like. They shouldn't were, it be a lot more subtle. Like, shouldn't they have a smaller boat? Why do they need a freaking cargo container? They were there for fodder. They were there just to get murdered. Yeah, exactly. Just to get murdered. And not just murdered. Their blood oh, sucked bleak. out of their bodies. Yeah. yeah, to get uh, super murdered. Super dead. Super like the kind murdered. of dead you don't come back from. No. Yep. So I don't want to take like a ton of time getting into all of those, but those were just such relevant, obvious examples of stuff just happening, and there's not actual explanation for Correct. why it's happening. And that's not okay. Like... Give us an explanation. Maybe it'll suck, but at least try. At least, for example, all right, the Transformers movies are objectively it's so funny. We were entertaining. Talk- Chance and I were talking about these on the no our way. other podcast. Really? Yes, okay. Yes, continue. Okay, so we're going to get into it. Transformers movies, none of them are going to contend for some of the best movies you're ever going to see. The first one was good. But they're entertaining. Like, they know first who they really are. Good. They know what they are. And they just put it out there. Like it's and listen, these are movies based on a children's toy that turned into a cartoon. So no, it shouldn't be this high level drama. It's gonna be a bunch of Autobots and Decepticons just getting after each other. And that's great. You want robot on robot violence. Right. That's great. Even the Transformers movies provide explanations for why things are happening. And good story. And more often than not, the explanations are ridiculous. Which is great. It makes it so much better. Because you're like, oh, of course there's an right. alien cube right. that it's, turns other machines right. it's into It's super autobots. thin. It's, it's, not, it's not extraordinarily like well-developed or high-minded. But hey, they're at least trying a little bit. 
This movie, to me, didn't even try. Like, the biggest problem that I have with it is I don't understand why it exists. It feels like just a waste of time for everybody that was in it. And it feels like a waste of time on Sony's part. And this is where I'm going to go big picture rant. Like, Sony, get out of here. Get out of this game. You clearly don't want to play. No. You don't want to participate. You just want to brag that you have a toy. Is right. what you're saying. That Venom Carnage movie could have been so much better, but it was so short. I remember that was my biggest beef coming out of it is, wow, it's it's over. There yeah. could have been more, and I would have I would have taken more. I would have enjoyed watching more of that. Because they have the casting, yes. and they have the characters. Yes. And it's just like they rush the story. Actually, yeah. to be honest with you, because you pointed this out, I sure. think they get too into CGI. Oh, my goodness. Because if you think about Venom and Carnage, wow. a wow. lot of that CGI, and yet we didn't get more than one CGI fight. Right. Right? Right. And that, so... You could make the argument that they underutilized some of the CGI in that one. Agreed. And then here, oh man, you oh think did they, they abuse they, it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like they turned Jared Leto and Matt Smith into cartoons, and that's just not necessary. Yeah, I get what you mean. It's just not like the original Blade movies, littered with vampires. Very little CGI, at least in the first and second movie. The third one, I'm struggling with a little bit more. It was new enough. There might have been more CGI, but that provided a certain sense of realism that was engaging, mm-hmm. right? When Because that's, I think that's part of what makes the idea of a vampire so uh, simultaneously engaging but also disconcerting is that you can't look at a guy or gal, whoever, that's a vampire and know just by looking at them, hey, that's a vampire, right? You got to see the fangs, right? But they turned... Michael Morbius and Milo into these cartoonish, like grotesque, massive, I don't even know what kind of, te- like shark teeth? Not even shark teeth. That's yeah, not even right. No, Eel teeth. Eels. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of when I, yeah, right. Not a very, not a great image. That that misses the point. It just seems and feels fake and it didn't need to and all the action was like they would it's like they just watched 300 and they're like this is the coolest action movie we've ever seen and we're gonna do some slow-mo action in this movie it was like it was we were watching quicksilver save the x-men from yep. the mansion blowing up yep so a that little bit where you as an action movie have a chance to redeem yourself even if your story stinks your exposition is thin you can at least provide great action for us to watch and go that was pretty dang entertaining again the transformers movies you're seeing robot on robot it's hard to explain oh my gosh it's so much fun it's dumb but it's fun so you can be dumb but you gotta be fun Mm -hmm. this movie wasn't that correct it didn't even hit that level of hey at least it was fun that action scene was pretty cool it was unique it was that was rough. And the power was really the, rough. The power sets were cool too. Like watching him go through the echolocation and figuring that all out. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe the best part of the movie there. I will say as he's exploring the echolocation abilities. I will yeah. say I'd be interested to see like a side by side of Morbius comic book and then him in vampire mode because I'm pretty sure he never actually is allowed to switch back and forth from alien or uh-huh. from alien from he might as well be an alien, <laughs> but uh, like from vampire to human mode like that. Right. So right. that's something else interesting to think about, that he just had that capability. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that but that's another, you know, that's touching on another topic, and you mentioned this, I believe, in our instant reaction video of there was an opportunity, opportunity to do a Jekyll and Hyde type of character exploration here. And they teased us a little bit with it, but they never fully committed to that, right? Where he is having to struggle not just with his adversary, Milo, but he's having to struggle with his own giving into the vampire side or the human side. There's a little bit of that there, but they just never really well embraced it. And that's the thing too. In the beginning of the movie, he is really struggling with it. Yep. Like he's really struggling. And then all of a sudden, third act, he's got full control. And I'm like, yep. Yep. Right. That doesn't make sense. Right. Like if it would have been like, better if like at the end right before he kills the guy he like figures out his control or his lady's like michael and then he comes to a little bit that'd been great and also we never even saw that dude take the serum nope never even saw him like steal it no so when did he get that but 
I think he looked a little <coughs> bit more cheesy com- compared to Morbius yeah. himself. Yeah. I will say that he he did he was a little bit cheesy. Yeah, but this this movie, Riles, this was we just enjoyed frozen pizza, right? Yep, we did. Classic cheap Jack's deliciousness. This is like if we had microwaved the Jack's pizza instead of baked it in the oven. It's true. It's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. And you're going to go. Gonna this be could little be so much. Pieces so that are much be better. Warm. Yeah, but the rest is just kind of so. Sony, get the flip out of here. Sell your rights. Give them over to Marvel. You don't belong no. in this game. After this result, that you should just be don't. your wake-up call. Oh, my gosh. And to put the cherry on top, let's talk those end credits Oh, my gosh. Scenes. This is what pissed me off the most. Okay, this was It brutal. pissed me off the most in the entire movie because they don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. No. I mean, they show us the sky coming open. Yep. That's supposed to be a call Back to the to Spider-Man. No Way Home. Yep. yep. No Way Home. And then all of a sudden, Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes is in a jail cell. <laughs> yep. Excuse me. <coughs> in a jail cell. And they're like, well, we don't know why he's here. So I guess we got to let him go because we have no idea why he's here. <laughs> so they let him go. And you know what? I'll tell you this. If they would have ended with that one end credit scene, and they're just like, okay, Vulture's in this world now, I would have been okay with it. I'd have been, honestly, I'd be like, okay, fine. I get what you're trying to do. Have Vulture come in. They made some references to Venom yep. earlier in the movie. Yep, that's fine. Sure. Because clearly you must have some idea in your head on what to do with that. And then the second end credit scene came, and it made zero sense. So as Michael Morbius riding out into the middle of his the desert with his noise sports car that we never ever saw him get because Apparently he's got one pro- now and he's okay and also on another note this dude has been crippled for years and just automatically knows how to drive now can we talk about that for a second was he driving stick okay that's that's very <laughs> but my point is <laughs> like and then he just meets the vulture out in the middle of nowhere Vulture, full gear from the MCU, by the way, which, again, makes zero sense why that's there. So did that teleport with him? And where did he find it? Makes zero so lazy. sense. No, it's so lazy. Yeah, it does make it's sense. It's just so lazy. Like, then, that just shows you don't actually want to be in this game. Get out of it. No. Get out of here. And then he's like, I don't like Spider-Man. You want to team up? And Morbius is like, I'm listening. Okay, first of all. They didn't even make any references yeah. why to are, Spider-Man. Hey, why are you li- what, what are you listening for? Peter Parker did not show up in this movie. We had more references to Spider-Man in the trailer for Morbius than in the movie people, for Morbius. People pointed that out. They're like, yes. there is no Spider-Man references no. in this movie, minus the Daily no. Bugle. And you don't even count the Daily Bugle because no. it's just there. No, it's and then, a publication. And then he's like, yeah, let's go after Spider-Man. So obviously, they're going to try to make a Sinister Six movie. That's why we're getting a Craven solo movie. That's why we got a Morbius. So it's going to be Vulture, Morbius, Craven. Probably bring back Mysterio, and I'm going to want to break their necks okay and then there'll be two other characters that they'll probably introduce and then they'll fight against somebody else okay but besides the point okay it makes zero sense because morbius the entire time you know technically he's supposed to be an anti-hero but he felt more like a hero he felt very little anti yeah if he felt like more like a tragic hero yeah because he didn't mean to kill those one people the the, those mercenaries and they were mercenaries no one cared if they died yeah but like yeah and then, right, that didn't create any conflict the, for us as the audience when he starts off by killing all those mercenaries. It, it's excused as, well, they're bad dudes anyway. Yeah. So there's no there's no development that took place there. Correct. So then at the end of it, I'm like, there, there is one thing I don't have beef with with that second one. And people were like, why would Vulture go after Spider-Man? It contradicts home. Guys, he doesn't remember who Peter Parker is. He doesn't remember Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yep. At the end of No Way Home, yep. if it worked properly, is not going to remember who Peter Parker is. Getting which, back well, to the wizard thing. Again, that's which, where I should have gone with. Which again, by the way, they never did anything with that at the end of Homecoming. The fact that he knew it, they just erased that. So there's no point of him even like doing anything with it and keeping it yep. to himself. Right. But Right. They've never tugged on that thread so that's that, just been hanging out there. So it does make sense why he'd go after Spider-Man because Spider-Man put him in prison. That makes sense. Right. But the rest of it? Right. Morbius has no business even teaming up with the Vulture because why would you why would you team up with a random stranger from another dimension and be like you're smart. It's so lazy. It like if you're not if you're not even going to try just get out. Spend your time, energy, resources 
on making other movies because these clearly, clearly aren't for you. Like this movie, let's say we're going to fold it into the the MCU, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, this is, there's not a single MCU movie that I would put below this one. There are some MCU movies that aren't great. Correct. But there's not one that I would say is worse than this. At least there's connectivity. Yes. And there's actual growth. Characters develop. Uh, yeah. Stories move forward. This just is there. That's that's the best way to describe it, too. It's just there. Yeah. And there's so many, like... And then, like, with with the love interest, how did mm-hmm. she become a vampire? Right. Eventually she It doesn't turns, make sense, because but... he can't turn anyone, because he's not an actual vampire. <sighs> so then that was super confusing, because I was like, oh, she sacrificed herself. She's dead. And then all of a sudden, nope, she's not dead. So does the other guy turn? Probably not. Like the old guy? No, probably not. So what? I don't get it. And I don't get what her character's supposed to be then. You know? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, that's that's it, man. That's the movie. And it poor just Tyrese doesn't, Gibson. I don't even know why he's in this movie. Sense. He's such a cool dude. Probably collected a couple mil for, for that very brief Probably for role. 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, 10 minutes? 5 mil? Absolutely. I'm down. I would do that. I'll Can't blame me. him for Are that. Are you kidding me? Can't blame him for like, that. Like, Riley, we just need you to be a detective that doesn't matter in this movie. I'd be like, first of all, I'm an FBI agent. Dope. Okay? I'm going to automatically look super cool in those three big letters on my back. And then just try to figure out who killed people when you're like, oh, there's only one vampire. It's got to be him. And then the second right. one, and you're like, oh, no. And then you do nothing about it. I could have done that. Been- a lot of us could have done that. <laughs> a lot of us could have done that. Here's, so. here's where I'm going to tie this off. I can't think of what Sony can do next to make me spend my own money to go see one of their movies again. Dude. Like, we're not going to go see Craven. There's no, there's no need. Dude, that... You know how you didn't want to see this? Craven scares me so much because I love Craven the Hunter. Sure. There's just as no, like a Spider-Man no villain. Like what's going to have so to happen scared. is they're going to have to come out with a movie and I'm going to have to hear it from a lot of people that, Jordan, that was actually fantastic. And then I'll be compelled to go see it. I'm so scared. But I'm going to let other people fall on that wire for me. Uh, I'm not laying down on that anymore. I'm so scared. No. No. So, bummer. If you haven't seen it, good for you. Stay that way. No, I'm depressed. <laughs> Go see the Batman again. Go rewatch one of the many great MCU yeah, movies. Go watch a character that doesn't actually turn into a bat or have a hybrid with a bat. Yeah, there's so many better options out there. Watch No Way Home again. Watch. Just don't watch Morbius. There you go. See, and they couldn't bring. There's our there's our endorsement to not watch. You could a have movie. brought Adrian Toomes back in that. And you chose him to bring him back in Morbius. Tough. Which, by the way... Tough. Remember that trailer, too, where he's, like, talking yep. to Michael Morbius? Yep. Nope, never like happened. in prison? Never happened. That doesn't even make... It doesn't make sense. Never happened. Let's talk about something. Let's better. get out of there. Let's get out of that little stinkhole. Let's talk Moon Knight. We're two episodes in, Riles. Two, giving us a third of the way through, as we True. have a six-episode series laying out ahead of us. Um, what have you thought so far, there, bud? I think it's been great. I think it's been good too. Ha! Huh! I've you've I, got Morbius, and then you've got Moon Knight. This this is one of the. Uh, it's great. It's one of the first Disney Plus shows where it was out of the gate. I'm like, let's go, baby, <laughs> let's go, because this is my dude. Well, he's not my dude, dude. Do you have like, any? Yeah, you awesome. you've actually. Most recently, started reading, uh, reading some Moon Knight comics. Oh, I forgot about that. I totally yeah. didn't. Didn't talk about that. That's okay. Did I talk about it? I don't think no. I did. But yeah, I read uh, Brian Michael Bendis's run on Moon Knight, which um, apparently has a lot more controversy behind it than I thought. Really? Yes. So, and I can get into that later. Because Bendis is a stud. Well, yeah. It's just what he did with Moon Knight isn't was like very different and like. Okay. What, what normally Moon Knight is, but okay, uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Kind of lost Moon Knight comics. Yes. You've been reading some. Yes, that's your boy. Yes, that it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get no. you back on okay. track. Okay, but <laughs> like 
I have good faith in this. I, yeah. I was kind of bummed. Okay. Let's start with episode one. Yes, episode right, we're one. We're two episodes in. Episode one takes place last Wednesday at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Okay, about a week and a half ago. Correct. What did you think of episode one? Episode Where did one. Where leave you when that wrapped up? Episode one got me a little bit hyped, okay? And at first, I didn't know if I was liking what it was doing, but sure. then it got better. So, sure. And by that, I mean the blackouts, okay? The blackouts mm. kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, yep. one or two, that's yep. cool. Because I was just hoping from my personal like thought process, I was like hoping we'd see him just switch to Mark, switch back. Instead, we don't get to see him switch to Mark, sure. which I'm assuming is more for the people who don't know who Moon Knight is. Sure. So they can have this like, oh, he's blacking out. This guy doesn't know why he's blacking out. Because mm-hmm. they haven't really even revealed yet that he has dissociative identity no, we, disorder. We, no, no. We were just, uh, again, observing scenes happening without having an understanding of why, which has been a pretty common theme of these Disney yeah. Plus shows. Uh, the you know the Falcon and Winter Soldier was the only show that has been pretty straightforward in terms of how it has revealed its characters and its story arc. There's been very little uh, subterfuge mm-hmm. in that show, but the rest of them have really embraced the misdirection piece or the holding back of information. Mm-hmm. And Moon Knight's been no different. But. Uh... Yeah, so that was that was fun. I was kind of bummed that Steven's personality wasn't the rich billionaire like we all thought. <laughs> he's kind of a he's kind of a bummer. Like that's the best way to describe yeah. Steven. He's a bummer. Not a rich billionaire. No, he's no. kind of he, no. Yep. no other and, end of that spectrum. And I'm interested to see if they're going to introduce his other like human persona. I should say with mm-hmm. with Jack. I think it's Jack. So I'll be interested to see if. He, that we see that yep. as well. Yep. Um, yeah, because we've had three personalities shown to us so far. And in episode one, we got a little tease of Mark Spector. We a little tease. Yep. Didn't see a lot of him. A lot of Stephen Grant. Um, Oscar Isaac acting so far is wow. phenomenal. I don't know how you do that. Oh, so I don't. He is legitimately pulling off different people. And he's the same guy. It's incredible. It's great. It's really outstanding. And you have to get a really good actor to pull that off. Oof. Couldn't do that. Like, no. we were just talking about how we could do what Ty- Tyrese Gibson just did in yeah. Morbius. True, also true, can't even sniff what Oscar Isaac is Probably doing not. here. Incredible stuff. Incredible. And we get a little bit just at the very end of him in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Moon Knight suit at the end of episode one. And that suit is Pretty Sick. cool. That's so cool. That's yep. okay. Yep. It's not a comic accurate suit by any means, but the nod to the Egyptian background with mm-hmm. the mummy esque suit. Yeah, I'm surprised. So cool. I was surprised with that first episode. Boy, did they lean into that heavily. The Egyptian piece, like that, and to I'm me glad. seems like. I think I'm okay with it too. After the first episode ended, like there was plenty in there. Where I was intrigued, like the Oscar Isaac performance in particular, was like I, I, I'll eat this up for another six episodes. Mm, I'll see sure. what this guy does. Um, I was really non-committal on the Egyptian uh, piece of it. Like, what are, what are we doing here? I'm not I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. At I'm this all point. in. Enjoyed it more after the episode, or excuse me, the second episode. But episode one, I felt pretty neutral. Oh, I'm all. But in. you're in. But. What do you like about it? Like, what about that grips you, engages you? Like, growing up, I was super into, like, Greek mythology. So I don't know a lot about the Egyptian mythology, and it kind of interests me. And it's kind of cool to see, like, okay, we've had Thor, Norse god of thunder. Like, we've had the Norse mythology explored. I wouldn't say heavily, heavily, Mm -hmm. but enough. And so it's interesting to see, like, okay, we're getting... So the Egyptian gods, in a way, also exist along with the Norse gods. Gotcha. So it's like... Okay, sure. That, sure. and then I think Khonshu looks amazing in this show. <laughs> it, no, I'm serious. Like, they ripped him right out of the comics. It's okay. incredible. Okay, I was going to so, ask because, boy, if there was ever an opportunity to say, ah, we're going to go a different direction. This is a little far out there. They definitely didn't. And I sounds love things. it. Okay. I do. I love that. Like... Yeah, so I'll be interested. It'll be fun to see because obviously the villain is talking to a different Egyptian god uh-huh. or trying to get another Egyptian god to be summoned. 
Right. Okay. And I don't know enough about that. Obviously, she's not a cool lady because we're going to shut her down. That's the whole goal. <laughs> we're going to shut her down. We don't want her coming back. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if there's other Egyptian gods at play as well. Uh-huh. Like, there's so many different ways and directions they can go with. Yep. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the um, Wakandan god mm-hmm. is, like, Bast is, like, half siblings with Kanchu or something. Mm. So okay. there's a indirect tie there. Sure. Uh, like I said, I'll just be interesting. And then it, somebody mentioned, how. what if this plays into Thor? God yep. of Thunder, because we know yep. we're getting uh, Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. So is he going to be going mm-hmm. and killing off gods we've actually met? Sure. Like, it's another thing to think about. No, that's great. A lot of untapped potential it's just, there. It's a new territory. Yep. I think that's what I like. That's great. It's, no, that's great. You've got me engaged. I'm on board now. It's right there with, like, Shang-Chi, where we got this whole different part of the universe yes. that hasn't right. been explored. It's going to be the right. same when we get Blade. Mm-hmm. Blade, we're getting a whole new thing. And I think yep. that's it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be in Egypt for probably the next four episodes, and that's going to be sweet. And hopefully we get to see his origin of how he actually, like, him and Khonshu became dudes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, they, in two episodes, and in a relatively short amount of time, with Ethan Hawke's character, let's touch oh on that. Oh my gosh, okay? yes. In about 15 minutes of screen time, they made Arthur Harrow... The Ethan Hawke character, more compelling and worthwhile than anybody that we just saw in friggin' Morbius. Arguably. Anybody. Arguably the best Disney Plus villain we've had (coughs) by far. And we get him from episode one to episode six. It's none of the secrecy of who who we fight in here. Mm, mm-hmm. And also, this dude's crazy. He put glass in his shoes. Broken glass in his shoes. That's right. That was the, that that was was the such, opening scene. That was such an odd opening scene. I still don't think I understand and I was, that. And I was listening, like, because if you listening listen in episode two, you yeah. can kind of hear it crunch. Uh, well, and you're like, okay. oh, they're still in there. Yep. What's wrong with yep. you? What are we doing? But like... like the mm. way he's like twisted it so he's the hero in his own head is amazing. Yeah, they've already developed so much natural and really compelling conflict with Arthur Harrow. I love that he's a former uh, Moon Knight, right? Former yeah. Avatar for Khonshu. That's outstanding. So now we've got somebody that has worn the suit, executed that role, has nothing but deep regret because of the role and is now out to smoke Khonshu. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. That creates a very natural adversary for Mark Spector. That's that's just tremendous. Tremendous. And yet there's so much... I feel like there is... We've seen a lot in two episodes, but there's so much we haven't seen that we are going to see. Like, they... Oh, my goodness. They, they could be teasing us here. Like, we think I, that we've got all of the Moon Knight personalities shown to us that we're going to get. I'll bet you we're going to get more. I hope so. I hope so. I got a few. I got a yep. few. I'm, I'm I, I think we're going to see more out of these adversaries as well. Um, my guess is there's going to be some pretty stunning reveals come episodes four and five in particular. So. Yeah. But, like, uh, I think... Well, and going back to this too, it's it's awesome to see that there were former Moon Knights. He's not the first, mm-hmm. so we get this rich history. Yeah, this of is a Moon pattern Knights. of he's avatars had, of he's Moon had Knights. Many beforehand. Okay, <coughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Arthur Harrow's dynamic with Kanchu is hilarious, right? Because he's just like, oh, he probably just said this to you, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's like, how did you know that? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, we have we we've been down this road before. Yep. Contra like, is that predictable. Oh, and the cult vibes. Mm-hmm. Just so culty. Yep. Like, and then, yeah, we haven't even seen his full capability of powers yet. Because all we know so far is that he can just kill people with a touch, with whatever the scales are on his arms, right. and right. that he can summon demon dogs that are invisible to everyone else except Moon Knight. Yeah. Which we don't know why that's the case yet. <laughs> which I thought, I, that's, that's, that kind of bummed me out a little because I was like, I wish we could like see more of the battle with the dog instead of the invisibility stuff. But I'm, it also added some humor to it, I guess. I'm really fascinated. I, I don't think we've been shown all of what we're going to see or learn about which the Stephen Grant personality. How much do you want to believe that 
the gentleman that allegedly works for HR in the you know in the museum is actually one of Arthur Harrow's cult members. Oh, right? anybody could be at this I, point. Yeah, I would imagine that the Stephen Grant persona is something that he was manipulated into. That mm-hmm. that's my theory. That we're going to see that that was not a that was not an accident. That was an intentional move by his adversaries to take him into that role where he's kind of turtled up, if you will. And somebody also made a point that there's going to be a hint at more personalities because if you look back, like it was confirmed Mark Spector has a wife that he was trying to get away from. Yep. And then she got sucked back in. And then to see like him go and like, so they, if you remember in episode one, yep. where Steven goes on a date with that right. one girl, right. but he doesn't remember asking her out. Yep. At all. Yep. So there's like this thought process where they're like, well, Mark wouldn't ask her out if he's married. Uh-huh. So there's uh-huh. like... That's a great point. The there's idea of another... A tease of another personality. Yeah. 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 No, it's been it's been outstanding. The action has been solid. The story in particular is really, really compelling. I, I, I have no clue where it's supposed to or where it will ultimately... Like the character of Moon Knight, for example, tie into what we've seen so far in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think... The track that you were on with the Egyptian gods getting placed in a similar category as the Norse gods, I agree. That's a that's a very fun, untapped, um, just that of potential that would be outstanding to see that unraveled and explored. Um, but part of what I've enjoyed is that we are finally out of the United States. Like, I know we had the Black Panther movie that's in Africa, okay? Yeah, I get but, what you mean. It feels very fresh in that we're not in New York City, right? Correct. That's and that was some that's of their intent with this because they're yes. like, we're gonna move them to London. <laughs> There's so much New York. But yeah. if you think about yeah. it in the comics, it is ridiculous that there that New York City needs that many superheroes. <laughs> Utterly ridiculous. It is. It, it is comical. It yeah, comical. I made a pun. I didn't even mean there? to. Darn it! Yes. Oh, deep shame. Deep shame. I only make puns to, to piss you off. So I know, and now I'm. Oh no! What are you doing <laughs> to me? What are you doing to me? But uh, yeah, it is refreshing. Egypt, dude. I think Egypt's gonna be super cool. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun place. I hope Arthur Harrow hangs around for all six episodes. Um, we still just haven't so seen a lot of him, so I would love, love for him to endure. All the way through the end of this series, I think there's going to be more adversaries that reveal themselves. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I'm hooked. I don't know anything about this character. Oscar Isaac deserves the vast bulk of the credit for making this show as worthwhile as it has been through two episodes. But what you said earlier with Arthur Harrow, Arthur Harrow and that character, that they actually just gave us the adversary or a adversary right off the bat really outstanding well, really yeah. enjoy that if you think about like if you think about daredevil season one mm-hmm. we get as much screen time with daredevil as we do kingpin yep and i think i think that's important like we need the villain to be prevalent no doubt and in our heads instead no of like them just shadows shadows boom here i am and you're mm-hmm. like i don't care about you yet mm-hmm. so i'm very excited yeah no so question great i my only beef my only beef okay marvel I swear to God, if you ruin it for me, I'm going to kill you, okay? <laughs> but Mr. Knight is supposed to be, like, his own personality. Mm. So, well, technically, you could make the argument that Moon Knight is also its separate personality. Sure. So, like, Mark Spector is one personality. Steven, Grant, another personality. And then, in the comics, it's Jake Lockley, I think. Okay. That's the third one, and he's like the street informant. That's where he gets all his information. Sure. Who's a taxi driver, okay? And then, yep, and then Steven's the, the millionaire that gets all their funding. And then, you know, Mark's the assassin. Right. And then Moon Knight's obviously the, the villain. The vigilante. Or the, not the villain, but the, yep, the vigilante. Yep. And then Mr. Knight is like, he's almost like the... Uh, the better public face of Moon Knight, mm. like he mm-hmm. he he's the one that like teams up with like detectives and does all that fun jazz. So he's like the more professional. Sure. So when he got brought in as a joke, I got a little worried. <laughs> but it'll also be interesting to see because right now it feels like Moon Knight's not an alternate mm. uh, 
personality. It seems yep. like he's more of just Mark Spector as a superhero. Right. He's a suit. Yep. Yeah. It's a suit instead of yep. a persona. Mm. So I'll mm-hmm. be interested to see if that develops even further. Yeah. Because I, I almost, you almost have that feeling that his psyche is going to break further at some point. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. It's already exceptionally fragile. Doesn't sure. seem like it's done. It's done breaking. Well, what are we looking forward to in the in the next few episodes? Like, what are you hoping to see more of? And I'm gonna go first and answer my own question mm-hmm. here. I it. want to see more of Moon Knight. Like, I want to see more of that suit. Yep. I want to see more combat in that suit. I, I think it's been well developed up to this point, but now that we've been kind of teased and shown a little bit, I'm ready for a full course of hey, let's see, let's see this dude in action. Yeah, right, let's let's see him unleashed. Especially, so. especially after that tease of how brutal he is with the demon dog yep. in the end of the first one, and we yep. don't even get to see the full beatdown. Well, then he—I mean, you just hear it. Flippin' impales the second demon dog. That is true. He does. My goodness. Yep. Like the Mister Knight persona is kind of dinking around. He's like, "Come on, let, let me just finish this. Let me just finish this off. You're you're gonna let other people get hurt. I'm gonna do this the right way." And he just. He takes no mercy. Off and he goes, no it's mercy. Great. And that's what I want. Yeah. I want yeah. brutal. Okay. So I'm hoping. I, I agree with you. We need more fight scenes yep. with like actual trained people. Yep. Like I think that's what we missed out on in episode one where right. when we were doing the blackouts. Yep. Which I mean, it's a, again, it's a great way to be like, oh, he's blacking out weirdly. Okay. But now, yeah. Give me it. Yeah, I want it yeah. so bad, and I think Mark Spector is going to take the. Like I, I, I think I told you this. I was like, I'm kind of done with Stephen for a while. We don't need to see Stephen again. He's sure. kind of a sure. win. And I'm kind of <laughs> like just. It's like, bro, like. Ready to see someone else? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. If you're yeah. the cool billionaire guy, sure, we'll have a different story. To I think tell. you're going to get your wish. I think we're going to see a. Yeah. Little less Stephen, little more. Mark, I think that's I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is I want more fight scenes and I want more like we still don't know that much about Mark Spector. Agreed. We don't we barely know anything. So I'm hoping this builds around Mark more and we could see how he even ended up in this situation. I mean, like I know how he ended up in this situation, but it would be cool yep. to see that. And it would be cool to see like other characters that they might not impact this season, mm-hmm. but they might impact other stories and sure. other points in time. Sure. Like, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I, the only thing that I'm nervous about is I'm, we've seen so much and yet what we have seen has, I think, led to more questions mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm just nervous we're going to get to the end of the sixth episode and I'm going to want more. Oh, you're always going to want oh more. Oh my gosh. I think this show will succeed in making you want more and not because there's too many questions left unanswered. I think it's just going to be because it was so good. They left a few cliffhangers for you. It's going to feel very Loki, I think, to me. Like when yeah. Loki concluded, I didn't want it to end. Correct. I wanted more. So it, it's trending in that direction, which good place, good place to trend. Not bad, but... Anyway, uh, it's been great so far. Yes, I'm looking forward to excited. the next several Wednesdays, just continuing to soak it in. And then, yeah, there is one scene I'm hoping for eventually. It probably won't happen till towards the end, but I would like to see a meeting in like his own head mm. with the personas. I think that'd be very nice. fascinating. Kind yeah. of if that feels almost Hulk esque, because Hulk is kind of the same way. Bruce Banner is not <laughs> not the MCU one, but the comic book one is yep. kind of similar in yep. that. Right, but that's kind of I want to have that like watch them just sit down and talk to each other and be mm. like, okay, we have this, all right, we have to work together yep. to save lives because if yep. we don't, we're gonna die, and I just think that would be it's great. I want that. Yeah, I think you're. I, I agree. I think you are gonna get that. Also agree. I think it's gonna be later, but yeah, yeah. looking forward to it, man. All right, anything else you want to touch nope, on? Nope, that's it. With Moon Knight. All right, hey. I cannot wait. If you haven't plugged into this yet because you don't know who Moon Knight is, guess what? Neither do I, and I'm enjoying it. So tap in. I think you're going to get compelled. You're going to be engaged. Won't be a won't be a waste of your time at it all. Definitely, Check it out. It definitely makes me want to explore the character more. That's great. Yeah, like, yeah to actually get into stuff. the comics, no yeah. doubt. Because Tanner... My buddy Tanner. Shout out to Tanner. There you go, Tanner. Never seen Moon Knight in his life. <laughs> Obsessed with Moon Knight. He's mm-hmm. like, 
I helped him pick out a comic for it. So he read that all the way through already. And he never reads. So he's just like, (laughs) got super invested. And now he doesn't shut up about Moon Knight. Yeah. And he just saw episode two. He was that way before the show came up. That's good storytelling. So That's how you know it's good. Dude, that's legit. It's true. Awesome. All right, Moon Knight, good things. Um, Keeping up with the theme of, hey, we've been doing this for a year, we're going to keep chewing through my list of top 30 movies. Again, this is just a a reminder, just a personal, uh, personal preference. This is not me literally ranking, hey, these are the best movies that you're going to see of all time or these like this one movie is better than the other it is purely movies ranked more in terms of hey where i enjoy them okay so all of them are great in my mind i enjoy each one of them but it's just a fun way to kind of categorize what did i enjoy the most and why right so by way of recap last week we dived dived dove doven we dived in with number 30, Ocean's Eleven, number 29, Saving Mr. Banks, and number 28, Cinderella. Not the cartoon, but the most recent live action remake. All right, coming in hot at number 27, Spider-Man 2, Toby Mags. My hero. The, the pinnacle. My hero. The absolute pinnacle of that Spider-Man, that original trilogy and Tobey Maguire's powers as Spider-Man. He's in there at 28. Number 27, Lincoln. And number 26, Hell or High Water. So, number 27, Spider-Man 2. That original trilogy, outstanding stuff overall. In my mind, Spider-Man 2 holds up so well, and frankly, so much better than the first and third movies in those installments as far as, hey, you and I could watch those now with a buddy that hasn't seen it before, and that's going to be a great way to spend some time. It's like great. That is such, so good. such an outstanding movie. Like it is, It's incredible. It's tremendous character exploration. It puts Spider-Man through the absolute ringer. Like, if you don't feel bad for this guy, oh my goodness, I, I, you're dead inside, and you might be the Green Goblin. Okay, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, beautiful, incredible way to reinvent the character. By the way, yeah, because now, like, if you think about it, that's that's the best origin for Doc Ock that's yep. gets frequently like used again. Yeah. Like Spider Man PS4, the video game, mm-hmm. same kind of thing. And throughout that entire game, because you know he's going to be the final boss, but you slowly see him get corrupted by mm. the arms and his sure. lab. It's amazing. That's great. No, good reference. That's a really good reference. I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt from the recap that Absolutely. I wrote for this. Not going to read the whole thing, but just a little little snippet here. All right. This iteration of Peter Parker is as relatable and as lovable as possible and played with the perfect degree of self-deprecation by our guy, Tobey Maguire. Parker is flawed, genuine, afraid, and courageous, which makes Spider-Man easy to root for and enjoy. And even though he's struggling with his powers, failing him at several inopportune times, there's a lot of Spider-Man in this movie, which, while that should be a given, is a fault that can be held against a lot of other superhero movies. In other words, have the hero dominate the movie, not the alter ego. Amen. It's not, the movie's not called Peter Parker. No. It's not. And there's plenty of time with Peter Parker where he's out of the spider suit, but the movie more than makes up for it with a ton of time with Spider-Man in the spider suit in the train fight with Doc Ock when he stops the train. Iconic to this day. Iconic to this day. Still years later. Still powerful. Iconic. It's, it holds up. It holds up. Almost 20 years later. So what an outstanding movie. Most of you listening to this, I'm sure have seen it. And listen, if it's been a while, do yourself a favor. Rewatch this. Or go back to the episode where we discussed the movie. Yep. Because we did that yep. too. Absolutely. And, oh, man. Yeah. So, okay. Spider-Man 2, number 27. Phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. All right. Number 26, Lincoln, the man on the penny himself. I tell you what. Daniel Day-Lewis. Have you seen this movie, Riles? Nope. Okay. I love U.S. history. It's a personal passion of mine. 
Civil War history is one of those particular spots that I find absolutely fascinating. And Lincoln takes place in 1865, the last couple of months of the Civil War. It's wrapping up, and it focuses in on Abraham Lincoln's quest to ratify the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which will officially outlaw slavery in the United States. So that at the conclusion of the Civil War, all of the southern states that are going to be folded back into the Union can no longer enslave African Americans. Well, there will actually be African Americans now. So uh, an incredibly critical time in our country's history. What makes this movie outstanding is not just the subject material, but Daniel freaking Day Lewis looks like the penny. Like he looks more like Abraham Lincoln than I think anybody possibly could. His performance is outrageous. It's outstanding. I don't know how else to even quantify it other than I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like it. But watching that movie, I'm that's who I see in my mind. When I think and even hear Abraham Lincoln, it's that guy right there. And he's a method actor, correct? Because I'm pretty sure he, yep. on that whole entire set, he made everyone call him Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just He just gets into it. Just gets into it. And my favorite line or one of my favorite lines from that movie is when Abraham Lincoln says, do you think we choose the times into which we are born or do we fit the times we are born into? There's a little nugget for you to chew on. Oof, oof, good stuff. All right, continuing to move on. Number 25, Hell or High Water. Now, I know you've never seen this, right? Correct. Okay, Chris Pine and Ben Foster are brothers in this movie who go on a, in Texas, a bank robbing spree so that they can gather enough cash to pay off the debt that their mom owes on her ranch. Their mom has been bedridden for an indefinite period of time, has some debilitating disease, can't take care of the ranch. As a matter of fact, is she even... Boy, now it's been a little while since I've seen this movie. I think she actually had recently passed away. But they are robbing the bank that is actually going to foreclose on their mom's ranch because they've discovered, lo and behold, there's oil on this puppy. So it's a honeypot just waiting to be tapped into. But they got to be able to pay off the massive debt that exists on the mortgage on the ranch. And I don't know what else to say about this movie without giving it away, but I... I'm a huge fan of Chris Pine. Ben Foster, an absolute treat. Jeff Bridges shows up in this movie oh, he's as the Texas Ranger who is trying to track these guys down. And he is a hoot, an absolute hoot in this movie. So it's relatively, it's not too long, like maybe two hours, maybe a touch less. But as good of a movie as you can watch that you've never heard of before or seen before or had anybody other than me recommend to you. But great stuff. Absolutely fantastic. Little fun fact for you. Hell or high water. The movie is set in Texas. But literally not a single scene of the movie was actually filmed in Texas. (laughs) Isn't that funny how that works? Isn't that great? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely great. So if you want to see a film that has a great story, great character development, and solid performances all the way around, hell or high water, for you. It's it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a modern western, okay? That's probably the best vibe that I can convey about it. But absolutely absolutely fun, entertaining movie. Um really good stuff. So, there you go. That's my recommendation. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we'll touch it on numbers 24, 23 and 22, Moneyball, True Grit and Hacksaw Ridge. So, there you go. Continue to chew through the list. Three flicks at a time. Noise. That's good. Riles, anything else that we need to hit on before we call this just another episode in the bank? I got nothing on this one. Yeah, man. I mean, we got these to look forward to eventually, too. You got some. I'm starting to chew through some DC Future State with Batman, Superman. I've got Jason Aaron's run on Thor to wrap up. I've read most of that Iron Man run with Matt Fraction, but it's so dang good. I'm going to read through it again. So. 
Yeah, I went and splurged on a few comics. It had been a while, and so I was I was overdue. Yeah, these puppies are thick. They are beastly. They are thick. They are full, and I am excited to have that feast. So, yeah, as far as comic recommendations go, are there any Moon Knight runs? This is one thing I want to touch on that you've read so far that you would say, hey, good people, go check this out. Or are you still kind of so, figuring out what you would like I'm to officially fi- endorse? I'm still figuring it out because what I read was not a traditional Moon Knight. Yep. Um, for Brian Michael Bendis' run, I believe it was a miniseries. And it was... Uh, so instead of having the alternate egos yep. of um, what we discussed earlier, where it was Jack and Steven and... You know the others. Yep. Yep. Um, it was more actually. Mister Knight is a more new concept, by the way. Oh, okay. He's a newer okay. concept. But anyways, um, where was I going? Hold on one second. I'm gonna get there. Okay. Yeah. You've got it. So his, it's weird because for some reason he adapts three different personalities. Okay. And it's the personalities of Spider-Man, Captain America, and Wolverine in his head. So then mm. he gets this weird these weird ideas where he's like, "Yep, I need I need Captain America's shield." Yep. So he gets he gets a Captain America shield. Mm-hmm. He equips Wolverine claws, and <laughs> and uh, web shooters. Wow. He gets web shooters made for himself. So he kind of takes on like there is one scene where he goes to a club and he dresses up as Spider-Man in the club. <laughs> and like they're like, you're not Spider-Man. And then as they're fighting Spider-Man, like part of the costume rips and he's got the yep. Moon Knight costume underneath. Yep. And they're like, it's Moon Knight? And then like later, he talks to actual Spider-Man and yep. he's like, did you dress up as me? And he's like, that's not important right now. But yeah, so and then other stuff happened. And yeah. I don't want to get too into it because we could literally... I could break that down another time, but yeah. So I kind of I need to do a little bit more That's exploratory. Great. No, keep digging. I know Tanner. Tanner read the Avengers run, the more yep. more more recent Avengers run, yep. where uh, Moon Knight pretty much is told by Conchu, he's like, okay, we need all this power so we can save the Earth. Mm-hmm. So he, I'm pretty sure in this he takes the Iron Fist away from Iron Fist. Yep. Gets Mjolnir from Thor. Yep. Does a bunch of other crazy stuff. Right. And then goes on with that. Yep. So, now there's a few runs that I've been looking into that I'd be curious to read. Well, Brian Michael Bendis is a pretty safe, if you read one of his comics, I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be great, but the stuff that I've read that Bendis has written, the Daredevil run that he authored was tremendous. One of my personal favorites. Mm-hmm. The new Avengers series was outstanding. Uh, he's, you're not going to read something and think, well, that stunk. It's at yeah. least going to be worthwhile. So that's that's an easy pairing for me to get excited about. I got to check that it, out. It wasn't, yeah, see, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't traditional for yep. Moon Knight. Yep. And he tried a different take. And luckily, <coughs> Moon Knight was in like LA. Mm. So that helped a little bit. Yep. Because he's, his regular persona is making a Moon Knight TV show. Sure. Funny, sure. Funnily. Weird. Funnily. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, my, I'll tell you what, my random comic recommendation for the day will be out of the New 52 timeline, the Forever Evil comic book story. That was a outstanding read. Came out a little less than 10 years ago, around 2013. May have bled into 2014 a little bit, but highly recommend checking that one out on the DC side. Forever Evil, outstanding story. Give it a read. Give it a look. Do yourself a favor. All right. I think on that note, we've got it done, Riles. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, again, thank you for watching, as always, um, and uh, Godspeed. Adios.